what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech, our second deep dive episode off the topic of computer backups. My name is Alan Jackson, one of the two brothers in tech, and as always, the second other brother, <laughs> the brothers in tech plural name, yes. Brian. Brian Jackson. Yes. Hey, Brian. Yes. How you doing? How are you? I'm good, Alan. How are you? Doing great. Yeah. Doing great. You yeah. ready to talk some backups some more? And we are just killing it on this exciting uh, topic of backup. Yes. Yes. Backup. It's springtime. <laughs> it's exactly the kind of time of the year you want to talk about this kind of topic. It's backing up your computer. Oh, man, you know, you go outside, so, you're putting you're putting shorts on, and you're thinking, I'm having so much fun. Let's do backup, right? Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. Why go outside and enjoy the outdoor weather when I can spend time figuring out how to make duplicate copies I may never, ever need of files on my computer? <laughs> oh, so, Alan. Yes. <laughs> welcome yeah. to my life. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if for any reason you're listening to this, you're like, what? Backup? This sounds fascinating. Well, I encourage you to go back and listen to both our main episode on backup and we did one deep dive already. This is deep dive number two. Uh, the first deep dive, we talked about making local backups, kind of what's your strategy for local backups of your computer on external drives, hard drives, or media. Uh, but today we're going to talk about online, um, something mm -hmm. that, you know, 10 years ago wouldn't have even been a consideration that we would be talking about, uh, but has definitely grown in the last several years as a really, really viable option for backing up your files and your, your computer. So we're going to talk about online backups and what does that mean pros and cons and what who it should apply to or who it could apply to i guess in general so let's let's jump right into it brian let's talk yeah. online backups i mean we've already covered local backups we mentioned how the overall backup strategy is that you should have ideally three copies of all your files at any given time with two of them being local backup or local copies of your files on different media and one of them being an off-site backup Right. So by offsite, right. is that is that what we're meaning when we say online backup? I think it's one option, right? I mean, you know, if you've got to technically to stay with a three, two, one, you could have an external drive in your house, you could have your main computer in your house, you could have a thumb drive in your house, and then you could go and have uh, at your brother's house, you could have a, another copy of your stuff that's, that's being saved, right? That but would technically for, be offsite. Yeah. Yeah, technically, but I don't think that quite does as good of a job as what we're talking about here. Uh, and when we say online, so let's maybe put, throw some other words in there. So online backup, internet backup, cloud backup, right? When they yeah. say cloud, that's what we're talking about is we're putting it somewhere else that we're using the internet to be able to put that information out there so that uh, one of these main services is housing the info and that I can get it later, right? So yep. online cloud backup. Um, so Alan, really quickly, this may scare some people right away because if you, you know, 20 years ago when people would hear 
I've got important information that I need to save, they the last thing they would have thought about would have been to put it out in the internet <laughs> to to right. save and protect information, right? Mm -hmm. But that's now not really the case. The, the case now is that, you know, we've got that's there are great places out there that can be secure where you can put your information. Now, there's always a, a concern, I think, of sending something over the web, sending something through a, a network. Um, but there are ways in which you can get storage without having to actually buy a storage device in your house, right? right? Yeah. So. No, you're right. And, and so there are, I think, you know, if you had asked me a few years ago, I would say this only applies to, this option really only applies to people that have really, really fast internet connections mm -hmm. and don't need to back up a lot of stuff, just certain individual files that they want to keep keep backed up on. Nowadays, it's it's actually a really viable way of doing this. I mean, there are these services will allow you to back up your entire computer. They'll allow you to back up any number of your files on your computer. Um, and the security side you mentioned, yeah. I mean, there's there's people who are going to be concerned saying, I don't want these other third-party companies to have copies of my files. And my stuff, yeah. And that is always a concern, and we certainly understand that. But I kind of look at it this way, Brian. I uh, I know the level of security in my house. I know the level of security on my computer. Do I really feel like that I have a better level of security around my house and my personal computer than like a Google or a Dropbox or some of these other companies that will house my files than they do? And the answer is generally no. I, I typically feel like they've got a lot more invested, a lot more capability for security than I do. I feel like a hacker probably would have an easier time hacking into my computer and stealing my files than hacking into a Google server. Now, that, you know, I, some people may disagree with me on that, and I certainly understand that. You know, the, the problem with a Google server is, yeah, if somebody hacks into a Google server, they get, they get a whole lot of, of data <laughs> as opposed to just money. Yeah. But again, I, I, I have to do a cost-benefit analysis and say, do I, if I really want to be secure about my files, do I trust this company that I could be using as a cloud storage solution to store my stuff? And do they have a good reputation? Do they have a guarantee of kind of their security protocols and what they do? And again, I, I think we're to a point now where the internet has enough security layers in it in different places. It's not to say it's foolproof, but I think the confidence is a lot higher about storing things on a, on a cloud service now. Yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot of them have put in more um, features to be able to convince you that they have that security. So there are multiple layers of security that they have kind of uh, you know, put together and whether you believe them or not, or whether you can actually tangibly feel those or not, uh, may be different, but I feel much more comfortable now about storing things online. In fact, I'd say 95% of everything that I have digitally is online as well. And I yeah. tend to store files up online. Uh, I just think that, you know, the, People can get to your computer and get information anyway, and that's not to say that I shouldn't care about it. It's just I, I think that I would rather have that backup and know that I have it somewhere else that I think is even safer. And when I say safer, not that someone can't get it, but safer that I can get it. That's my thing is I want to be able to have multiple versions that if something happens to my house... You know, I, God forbid, have a fire uh, and lose everything that I have here that I feel much more com confident that I can get that that data back. So so the cloud makes the whole me feel reason, good about that. Yeah. Well, that's the whole reason that 3-2-1 strategy has come up and, and been talked about in previous episodes. 
is that that's the whole idea is that, yeah, you may have two local copies of your files there at your house. What if something happened to your house? What if there was, what if you, your office is in the the basement of your house and there's a water heater bus and you got Mm -hmm. a flooding in it. Um, your, your, your dry, your backup drive just happened to be laying on the floor. All of a sudden now it's, it's gone. There's so many different things and not to be an alarmist, but just, you know, there's a reason for having a, a copy of your files in some other location that is not going to be impacted by one event that may happen at your home right. or primary location. And online cloud storage just makes good sense when you look at it that way. It's like, look, it's going to be, I mean, who knows where these servers are? They could be out in California. They could be anywhere in the United States. We don't know, but they're in the cloud. They're available to us. I could access them from any computer. I don't have to access them just from the computer I use to backup. I can, many of these services will let you log in and see your files up on their service. And if you need to download them to a different computer or using them on a mobile device or whatever, you have access to them. Um, So it's a great service. I I think the concept of online cloud backups are great. I'll be the first to say, Brian, that I'm not a terribly big active user of them for a couple of reasons. that we can go into a little bit, some caveats to keep in mind, but I have used them before mm-hmm. and I do think there's a lot of value there, but I think they are definitely much more useful for certain people than maybe others. Um, I've used a couple of the services just to get out some names again. I, we're not necessarily recommending any of them, just saying that these are ones we know are pretty well known out there. Backblaze is one I have used. Backblaze uh, has a good reputation for great online cloud backup. Um, Carbonite is another one. That's an mm-hmm. online backup service. Crash Plan by Code42. All of those I've had some direct experience with, and they all work very similar in that uh, you basically, if you you pay a subscription, so that's one thing to keep in mind with these online cloud backup strategies. They are subscription-based services. They are a certain amount of money per month to keep your files backed up. So uh, just like any good subscription. Great. We talked about okay. that last time. We talked about that last time. So maybe let's just remind people you're saying you're going to subscribe to this and you're going to have to continue to paying per month as compared to, you know, our local options that we gave before where maybe you're going to buy software and you're buying that software one time that you get to use. So tell tell me why, why is it that it's a subscription? I mean, why are, why are they charging subscription instead of a one-time fee? The subscription idea is that you're basically almost like renting space off of their yeah. servers. You know, they're giving you a piece of their server to say, yep, you can store all your files up here. And it's a monthly service because the idea is that, you know, the longer you want to keep your files up there, the more you keep paying every month. So it is a business model for them. And it is something where the cost can be relatively inexpensive on a monthly basis. You know, you could be looking at $5, 5 to $10 is kind of the range I've seen for online backup of a lot of storage, uh, things that you can, you can back up. But I mean, if you're going to keep it backed up there for the next five years, you can do the math on that and see that over five years. Yeah. You, you paid a good bit of money towards this. Right. Um, so again, it's that trade off. It's the same philosophy about, do you like the idea of subscribing and paying a smaller fee per month, but you're kind of finding yourself a little more committed to have to continue that relationship for a while, or would you rather buy something up front first time and yep. just own it now, you know, I don't, I don't know of any, unless you set up your own personal home server to house your files somewhere up on the cloud, you know, this is kind of the options you've got is if you want to do some good turnkey cloud backup, it's pretty much a subscription-based model yeah. and you're going yeah. to be paying something per month. Um, yeah. And I think that, that that was the case even when we think back to our episodes about, um, about going paperless. 
right? We talked about usually a note-taking app will say, you can pay this amount to get this app to use on your device and take lots of great notes. But the moment you want to use our cloud backup so that everything you take gets stored and saved, now all of a sudden it kicks you into a subscription model. And I think you're right because you're not getting anything to hold. Mm you're getting access to things, um, you know, that will be continued. So it's that newspaper, it's that online newspaper model where we're going to continue to give you stuff, right? But you've got to be one of our members. Um, so yeah. that's that's often a downside. Um, you know, we've talked about iCloud before. iCloud's one that's built into Mac or is native with Mac that you can use their service. But of course, that's paying per month to use the iCloud uh, unless you're using the, the small amount they give you for free. Um, so all of these are going to be great ways for you to, you know, rent space, as you mentioned. That's a great mm-hmm. store. It's a great idea. It's like renting a, a storage unit somewhere. You're going to continue to pay so that you can s- continue to use their space and not have to fill up your own space at home. So, yeah. 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 I mean, again, the advantages here, the, the reasons why you would consider this is I guarantee you the technicians working on maintaining the integrity of all the storage space where your files are backed up and keeping the facility safe and keeping all the protocols in place is a lot higher level than what you'll do with your own, the drive you have sitting on your desk where you just backed up your files. So from a safety security and consistency standpoint, I'm I'm definitely feeling like the online backup cloud storage are some great solutions. I, I don't feel like, I feel like of all the options for backup, that's the one where you can worry about it the least, you know, because again, it would have to be something catastrophic for these companies to lose the data they have on your backup side. Not to say it couldn't happen, but it's a lot less likely to happen than the drive you have sitting in your office or your home office as your backup drive right now. Mm-hmm. So, and the cost is, I think is reasonable for what you're doing. I mean, a few dollars, generally less than $10 a month to get things backed up and to back up all your files. Um, there are a few things to keep in mind though, outside of just the cost, Brian, I think people ought to be aware of when they go into this. Um, I have found through my, through my experimentation and kind of getting signed up with these for someone like me that has a lot of files on their computer. A lot of those files are large files, a lot of media, a lot of video, a lot of larger files. Um, these online cloud storage services still have to do an initial backup of all your files. If you say you want to back up your computer. And when I signed up for one of these, I don't remember which one it was, but I'm sure they're all very similar. It did, it did a quick time estimating for me to say how long it was going to take to back up that initial backup. I think it was like in the neighborhood of like three weeks. Okay. (laughs) So Because my upload speed isn't the fastest in the world on my internet connection, it was going to take several weeks to back up my computer initially. Now, okay, granted, I know that's just the initial backup, but um, that means, A, for three weeks, I've got to make sure my computer is on and connected to the internet so backups can keep happening. And then what happens after that initial backup? Okay, if I make one change and duplicate a video file, that's a big... 20 gigabyte video file. And then all of a sudden now that's a new 20 gigabyte that has an upload that could take a couple days yep. just to back up that yep. one file. So speed of your internet network and just speed of the process is going to be a factor. And then if you are a heavy user with a lot of big files, it's, it's tough. I have, I've right. just not found a good use case where it works for me, 
But if somebody is saying, look, I've got a small computer set up, I've got just minimal files. Most of my files are already up in Google and other places anyway. I just want to make sure my photo library on my computer is backed up. That's all I care about. And you you sign up for one of these services. They'll even let you like when you you have to normally install like a little application that they give you that will run in the background on your computer to sync up to their cloud. And normally it'll tell you right off the bat, like once it kind of looks at your file size and says, well, we approximate it's going to take this long to back these up. You may be in a situation where like, hey, it can back the first one up within a day. And then from there on out, it's a little minor black backups it has to do. So I think for more casual users, the online backup is definitely a better option, but it's just not been with something I've been able to pull the trigger on myself because yeah. I, yeah. I can't justify being connected for a month just to get that initial backup. And uh, mm. that's tough. So. so so what you may be arguing for then is if you use a online storage or a cloud storage, potentially using one where you can designate which things get backed up. So you may have well, certain of your yeah. things, smaller things that you say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an offsite version of these files, right? these documents, which will be super easy to upload, right? And maybe your video is where you say, no, that needs to go to this external hard drive that I have plugged in because I know that that's going to be fast. And yeah. so that you may be arguing for, um, as we talked about the previous uh, episode, a um, some software that you may be able to specifically tell which folders go where and to what direction, right? And I will tell you, a lot of these online cloud backup systems we talked about like backblaze and carbonite allow you to do that so when they what they normally do when you sign up you have to download a small app that gets installed on your computer their app and when it runs you basically are able to go and say look i want to back up everything or just back up the documents folder or just back up this photos folder and it'll still show you hey based on what you selected this is how long it's going to take to do the initial backup and you can go from there um so yeah, I think for somebody who's not needing to back up entire computer, like every part of their computer, and they're also not heavy, high, big file size user in general, then yeah, I think these online cloud backup strategies are great. And I think uh, you know, paying five, $7 a month and knowing that everything that's important to you is being backed up in the cloud securely in a place offsite uh, that you have access to is is a good deal. It's a good bargain. It's just personally not for me, but that there again, I I know I'm not a typical use case when it comes to general computer use. So. Yeah. And so you also mentioned just the fact that it's going to, not just that it's going to take a long time to put that file up, but that is taking bandwidth, right? That is something that sure. is happening yeah. at the, you know, so you mentioned, hey, it may take three weeks to do this, but that's three weeks of it using your upload <laughs> speed. So what if you had to then have a Zoom call where your video yeah. has to go out? All of a sudden there is a, I mean, you are clogging down your your internet, right? Uh, whereas yeah. if it was plugged to an external drive, that's not affecting your internet at all. That's just affecting processor speed. So we, yeah. it, it, one thing to kind of, for everybody to be thinking about is processor speed and internet speed are two things that you always have to keep in mind that what is this process doing? Is it taking my processor or is it taking my bandwidth and which of those do I have struggles with and what, you know, what path am I going to go with? Right. I mean, when I was using one of these services just to test it out and I started an upload process and I kind of gave up after a day or two when I realized this is going to take forever. um, (laughs) I would get the, uh, I could hear my my boys from 
coming up the stairs saying, um, <laughs> dad, why is the internet and YouTube and all running so slow? <laughs> it's like, well, that's because I've daddy's bagging, bogging, bogging down the entire home network to upload my files to a cloud service. Um, so yeah, it is a consideration to have. Yeah. Now a lot yep. of these tools will again get a little deeper here, but a lot of these cloud backup systems uh, or services, when you install that app on your computer that does the online backup for you, you also typically have some options to say if you want to throttle the bandwidth speed it uses. So in other words, say, look, don't take all of my bandwidth to upload these files. Take a little bit. Just know that the more you limit it, it's going to take that much longer Long. for it to yep. upload all your files. Yeah. So again, I think when I tried to throttle my bandwidth when I did it, it went to like over a month to back up all my files. Yeah. So obviously yep. that's not going to work for me. Um, but again, I think for people who have more limited backup needs are not heavy, high-end media users with huge files and huge libraries to work on, um, or just wanting to designate certain folders to have backed up and always have them backed up off off-site. And don't mind the idea of a subscription service as long as they keep mindful of it and don't let it keep on going past when they actually use the service. Uh, then I think these cloud backup systems are really good. I think they're great yeah. services. I love the convenience of them. Um, you may be somebody who doesn't like having extra drives around the house to kind of keep up with or or you don't want to plunk down 100 bucks on an external drive or whatever it may be. Or you find yourself always needing access to your backup files like another place it's like on your yeah. phone or yep. somewhere else cloud storage for those purposes is a great solution so again i'm not i'm not downplaying it because of just my personal experience it just personally doesn't work for me but i totally get it for others um, yeah this podcast is sponsored by jackson creative a custom communication agency located in downtown hickory north carolina specializing in online content creation to learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. So, now, Alan, you have more you have more experience with uh, with these um, with some of the the Backblaze and Carmenite and CrashPlan. Mm -hmm. uh, well, because you happen to enjoy this, uh, do. but do you can you tell those um, cloud based services? Can you tell them to only upload at night? or at certain times of the day? I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, typically it's like a do it while the computer's idle or you know, not in an active use. So a lot of okay. them will monitor and say, look, no activity has been going on this computer. Nobody's been using it for the last 10, 15 minutes. So I'm gonna go and start backing up some stuff while, while we're kind of in some downtime. Okay. I think you can schedule them as well. I, yeah. I, I don't recall offhand, but I, I'd be shocked if that wasn't an option you have. Yeah. So yeah, you could say, just run backups from 10 o'clock at night until six in the morning. And that at least saves the wear and tear on your network during the rest yep. of the day. Yeah, which Again, might be helpful. it's going to cut down how long it takes to upload files, yep. but it's still, uh, it's still an option. Yeah. Now, Brian, you it, may be asking, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that I think the, the bit I gave last time about, um, having a, uh, a local software that could still point to one of these network servers to be able to back up. That may be a really good option for some people that have a network issue like this, where they can say, I'm going to schedule this only to happen from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I only want to back up these, these particular things, but I want to back it up to these network drives. So at least, you know, you've got a very secure way of doing it and you're not bogging yeah. down your internet. So yeah. very, very true. Yeah. 
Well, Brian, I mean, I'm sure it's kind of burning, burning you up to ask this and I'll just go ahead and kind of save you the, the hassle of asking, you know, so I'm the one who was saying the three, two, one strategy is the ideal and having, you know, two local backup copies on different media and then one offsite. And I just admitted that I don't use any of these online cloud backup strategies we're talking about. So I'm sure you're wanting to know, Alan, how are you backing up off offsite? How are you doing the one, right? How are you doing yeah, the offsite, yeah. Alan? Please tell me. Well, good. I'm Please. glad you asked. So um, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, uh, I gave as a recommendation, I believe at my, at the main backup episode, that my family, we do have a iCloud drive um, shared storage plan. And one of the reasons for that is not only does it do uh, that we have backups of all of our phones and iPads going to that cloud storage, but you can turn on a feature with Apple's iCloud if you are paying for storage to say, look, I want you to always sync up my documents in my desktop folder. Everything on my desktop, everything in my documents folder, I want you to sync up and basically back up to the cloud. And that's what I do. So granted, is it my entire computer backed up to the cloud? No, it is my documents in my desktop, which after getting into this process, I now make sure that everything of importance lives in one of those two locations that I want to make sure is backed up. It doesn't back up my movies folder because those are ones that I've got a local backup for, and I don't feel as much of a need to do an online backup. Plus they would have eaten up a lot more space to do that. doesn't have my downloads because those are ones I can always download again. doesn't have my applications, doesn't have everything else on my system, but it does have the critical things. So I'm already paying $9 a month for that iCloud storage plan. And uh, not only are my family's devices getting backed up, but now my computer's documents and desktop are always backed up there as well. So again, trying to make the most use of that $9 a month I can that I'm paying for the family. Um, so that's what I do. It's not a full offline off offsite backup, but it's enough of one that it has everything of importance to me that I would yeah. need to get back up and going. So Yeah. And that's probably helpful for everybody to be thinking about is is what are the files that you would like to have what uh, backed up but then also accessible elsewhere? And which of the files that you think are too big to put cloud that you need some sort of kind of hardwired um, backup, maybe a more local backup. So, you know, I think that's that's probably going to be our one of our main takeaways from this whole series of backup is take a look at all your data and files and try to figure out what strategy is best. Um, yeah. And it may be that you've got certain things that really need to be you know, you, you really need copies of these elsewhere, but your situation doesn't allow you to do it network-wise because of internet speeds and all of that. So you may need to put that one-time cost of putting some sort of drive in your house. And, um, and I think that's just an important step for everybody to really think about. Um, you know, those who don't think about it all the time, you need to put some time aside to try to figure you out poor, what you have. Poor people. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and again, I, again, I, I may have sounded a lot more negative on these cloud backup strategies. And I don't yeah, mean you really, did. I, you really did. I ultimately yeah. feel like that this is probably a really good option for a lot of people. Honestly, Brian, I'll tell you, if, if I kind of just look in these two deep dive episodes we've done, if I am a tr standard computer user, don't have really heavy, heavy needs on file sizes or media types or whatever, I'm just look, I am a 
Microsoft Office. I am a web browsing email uh, user, tr very, very traditional user. Give me that either time machine or Windows file history that we talked about in deep dive number one as an automatic local backup copy. And then let me sign up for one of these online services to put all my, at least my critical document files up online. Mm -hmm. I think for most people, that's going to cover you both ways. You made a one-time investment in a hard drive to use for your local backup. And then you're paying five to eight, $9 a month for backup online. That's what you got. And I think that covers you and you can feel safe and you know, it's in multiple locations and you should feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah. I think that's a good, good process for people. So whether or not I would want to have online cloud backup be my only source of backup that I, I don't know. I'll tell you what worries me a little bit about online backups uh, again, a, a bit too, is let's say your computer does die and you had backed up everything to the cloud. That's great. You need to retrieve all of that. So not only are you having to, did you have to do a big upload to get all the stuff up there and do that? But now it could take some time to also download all those files and get them reinstalled on your computer, which depending on how much you have up there on the cloud storage and what your internet connection looks like, that could be a long process too. So again, some caveats to keep in mind. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think for most people, it's a, it's a really great option. I love that these services exist and that they are relatively inexpensive on a monthly basis. So Alan, real quick before we get into our bits, um, you know, one thing we haven't talked at all about, and I feel kind of bad that we haven't mentioned it, um, is throughout each of these episodes so far, we've pretty much mentioned either you're a Mac or a Windows person, and those have their own systems, and we're talking about kind of a local computer that you're dealing with. I mean, what about, you know, some people that don't want to worry anything at all about backing things up? They want it all done super simple. Um, you know, you've got the... Um, Chromebooks, you know, in that Chromebook kind of version, which mm, pretty true. much all that is, is a shell. And I'm going to take this shell to access those things that are online. Uh, I know schools have gone to Chromebooks. And the main reason because they know if a kid breaks the, the device, nothing gets lost because everything is on the cloud. Um, I ended up getting a, a family member uh, that needed a new computer that I knew I want the simplest thing that I can give them that uh, will allow them to do what they want to do. And basically they were checking internet. They were, I mean, they were checking email, they were surfing the internet uh, mm -hmm. and maybe having photos, some of those things. Well, a Chrome, a Chrome device, you know, whether it's a, a Chromebook a laptop or even a desktop are great examples because basically everything you do goes through the internet. Of course, keep in mind, you have to have internet, <laughs> You have to be able to access. Mm -hmm. There are some local storage right. pieces there. But the reason I bring that up is you you mentioned earlier, and it kind of got me thinking. I gave an, uh, a suggestion a couple episodes ago about using Google Photos on my mm -hmm. my device, my iOS device, my uh, my phone, and it's constantly backing up my photos so that I know I don't have to worry about losing any of those. They all get put in a uh, up on Google Drive. But you know, there's there's the the one issue you have to think about there is. I have to have constant connection to the internet and I'm going to be using my data on that internet. And oftentimes people put those things into action. And if you're a Google, if you're a Chromebook user, you need to constantly have connection to the internet. Now you can work offline, mm -hmm. but to really get the beauty of that service, it's all about having a connection. So you may be someone who wants to spend more money on internet. And if so, 
great. Maybe uh, having great internet allows you to do some other options. But I just wanted to mention that because, you know, I feel bad that we've kind of kind of continued to say Mac and Windows, where for some people that really want the truly easy and simple and yes, I've got files and yes, I want to back them up and but no, I don't want to spend a lot of money. You know, something like a Chromebook might be helpful too. No. Absolutely. And, and, and Brian, I think the Chromebook is probably, I mean, if I'm going to get a little, a little futurist here thinking and mm-hmm. as far as kind of where we're heading, the Chromebook is kind of a harbinger of, I think eventually where we're going to see computing going and that the ultimate goal is that we don't have anything locally stored on this right. screen or device we're using, that everything is always stored on the cloud. Everything's always accessible. Everything doesn't matter what computer I hop on. I could come over to your house and hop on your computer and log in as me. And then all of a sudden, all my stuff is there, my files and everything like that. Um, again, just we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But yeah. this idea is uh, the only thing holding us back as a society from having that is super fast internet speed everywhere. Like ubiquitous Coverage. internet yep. for everybody. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, once that happens and... I could log into somebody else's computer as me and it just automatically goes on the cloud and says, oh, here's all the files Alan had on his desktop. Here's all the files he had in his documents folder. Here's all the media he needs. There you go. And you can work on it. Here's all your applications. Everything's there for you. Then really this computer we use is just a dumb terminal for our internet storage. We're just not there yet. The Chromebook is a great advancement in the right direction because it's kind of taken that idea. But because of that, the Chromebook is a little lower powered because it has to be less expensive and easier to manufacture. Um, not everywhere has internet connectivity. I mean, I can still go a certain number of paces out to my backyard. And once I get hit the edge of the yard, there's no cell phone signal and I'm not going to have internet. So yeah. uh, you really have to have it everywhere. And it's got to be fast, you know, for me to, to stream a movie that I may have on my cloud storage I can't just click a button and starts playing right now. It does take some time and take some downloading, take some buffering. So anyway, we're, we're getting there. We are absolutely yep. getting there, but you're yep. right to bring that up that we're focused on backing up for your traditional computer systems. But in the years to come, those traditional computer systems may not look the same. And this idea of backup may become eventually a moot point. Yep. And I'm yep. getting kind of sad thinking about that actually. You know, so <laughs> I'm sure believe... there'll still be ways for you to figure out how to back do something you, up. Do you promise, Brian? <laughs> do you promise? <laughs> I need I'm to know sure this for sure. There'll be ways for you to uh, waste your time thinking of <laughs> how to back things up. Yes, we'll figure yeah. those out. Okay. All right. So yeah. let's get to our bits, man. Let's uh, let's get yeah, to let's, let's wrap this one up. So we're going to kind of give some suggestions. These are our brothers in tech suggestions as far as either a product, service, or tool that we think might be worthwhile to, to consider using or we've had great experience with uh, relating to this topic. So if it's okay with you, Brian, I'll go first this time. Sure. I think you went first last time. Um, so we've talked about a lot of these cloud backup strategies. And again, I've already told you I'm not a great model case for them based on the kind of usage I have on my computer. However, what I am a fan of, though, is having certain files backed up or synced up or stored online, especially if it's files that I want to have not only backups to, but I want to make sure are accessible to a lot of other people. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, Dropbox is technically a form of backup for your files. I mean, most people think about Dropbox as a service where you're going to put a file up online and I just want it to be available to other people so I can share it with them. And that's at its core what really Dropbox is for. However, Dropbox allows you to also 
sync with certain folders on your computer. So in other words, if I have a Dropbox account, I install the Dropbox application on my computer and I tell that Dropbox application, look, I want you to put everything that's in my documents folder. I want it to be synced with my Dropbox. So it's then going to take all the files in my Dropbox, my documents folder and make online copies of them up in Dropbox. And it will keep them in sync. If some, if I somebody modifies the version up in Dropbox, it'll uh, sync up the local version on my computer. So it is a form of backup because, again, if my computer crashed, my hard drive crashed, I could pull everything down from that Dropbox folder for that. So that's just one thing I wanted to kind of suggest with people using Dropbox. If you're already a Dropbox user, really explore those synchronization features because if you've got certain documents on your computer that you really want to have online and you're already either using Dropbox quite a bit, or maybe you're somebody who's paying for a higher level Dropbox account, you're already putting money into it, and you've got a lot of capacity, why not use that as a as a reservoir, a backup of a lot of your files mm -hmm. on your computer? Even if you have no desire to share them with anybody else, they're just up there available on your Dropbox account. So if, if you've just got that one folder full of files or one area of your computer you want to back up, and you like Dropbox and you're a heavy user of it, uh, go ahead and max it out and use it for your backup. And that just saves you a cost of any other cloud storage. I like Dropbox a lot. I think the interface is great. I think it's very easy user friendly. Um, you know, we have a company account here at our office that we all share in and it's great because obviously I can share files, but I do use it to back up very, very select uh, files on my computer and always keep a online cloud storage of them for, for uh, work purposes. So yeah. So that's nice. my suggestion is explore Dropbox and see how you could use it as a kind of uh, an entry-level backup strategy for some of your files. Yeah. All right, Brian, and what of have course you there, Of course, you know, Dropbox is just well-known so that you know whatever application you're using usually has a, a, an ability to save to Dropbox, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give one that's similar, uh, and I've okay. given this one before, which is Google Drive, but I'll, I'm oh, going to yeah. go a very specific uh, element of Google Drive. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Google Drive just because, mainly because it's free, and because when you get that account, there's lots of things that you can do that can kind of make it into this ecosystem, very similar to I talked about the Chromebook all starting to feed into one location. You know, you can create documents with Google Docs. You can store documents with Google Drive. Um, there's also something called Google Sync, which allows you to uh, synchronize things between your computer and what's in your Google Drive. So I uh, store a lot of things on Google Drive. And if I want easy access to those things when I'm not connected to the internet, I can set up Google Sync, which is to kind of mirror some of those folders on Google Drive on my computer so that I have access to them, can work with them. Um, so it's it's kind of a form of backup as well. It's kind of creating two different versions or synced versions of things. It's not a full backup. It's not that it's right. it's going in and backing up everything on your computer. Um, but it's a way, uh, another way of duplicating files so that you maybe have access to them in different ways, uh, which of course is one of the reasons you do backup. So um, unlike Dropbox, I do not particularly care for the interface of Google Drive and mm -hmm. going through and working online with that. I don't like the way that it, you know, sorts folders. It's just not the way I logically think of things. But when I mount the Google Drive, and that's another thing that you can do for a lot of people is you can kind of map that network drive as Google Drive on your, your computer. 
which kind of allows you to treat it like it's a local drive, uh, a local uh, folder, then it becomes a lot cleaner. And uh, so I've, there's, there's lots of ways of kind of manipulating, given that Google Drive is so popular, given that Dropbox are so popular, they're good ones to go with because you know they're not going to go away. And you know that you're going to be able to potentially use those uh, with lots of other services. So, uh, so I would just suggest if you're someone that's looking to get with, with not pay a service, not pay a monthly service, uh, pay for a particular software, this could be another way of trying to save your files, save them to Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Maybe you buy a one-time bit of software, or maybe you're part of the setup where you have the software already and you point it to Google Drive and you say, save some of my stuff there. Now you have it in a place where you know that it, you know, you may, like I say, we may not be comfortable with uh, the, um, you may not be comfortable with Google as a whole, right? And I will continue to remind people there's a reason why it's free is they tend to take a lot more of you and use your information in other ways. But if you're okay with that, and I've already kind of given up to that and said, Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind the fact that you have my photos. I don't mind the fact that you have, you know, potentially access to my docs. I still feel comfortable that the purpose is that I am not losing any of that information. Um, So I think it's a good option. All right. So the one thing I'll just do as a caveat to remind everybody with both of the suggestions we gave, those are great services for if you want to sync your files up yeah. to an online place. I mean, you've got a, a, a kind of a online copy of them as well as a local copy. But understanding syncing does not mean it's a true backup strategy in that if you deleted the file off of your local drive, if you've got these synced up, your local folder and your online folder, isn't it true, Brian, at least on Google, I know it does Dropbox. If I deleted it off my local folder that synced up with Dropbox, it will delete it off my Dropbox folder as well, a file. So again, it's not keeping any archived backups. It's not kind of building a backup for you. It is just mirroring some of the folders and areas that you have up online if you're syncing those folders, correct? Yes. Yeah. I think, okay. uh, you know, you're all, you're basically telling it, give me two copies of the same thing. Yeah. And if one of those copies change, the other one's going to change as well. Yeah. The other one's going to change. And if I delete a file on my computer or I delete it on the Google Drive or Dropbox folder and I've got it synced up with the folder yeah. on my computer, it's going to delete that file off Correct. my local computer too by default. Now there may be some options to say don't don't synchronize deletions. I'm not I would need to dig a little deeper. But again, I guess my yeah. biggest message is just don't don't look at it as a pure backup comprehensive backup strategy. It's just a great tool for saying these are files or these folders. I always want to make sure I've got another online copy of them synced up somewhere else. So Google Drive itself can be your backup. Right, but Google Sync, yeah. correct, is a syncing of that True. version. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you could see, so you, you could back say, I want to Drive. back up to Google Drive, which is going to put it in that offsite location. Um, yeah. That's why I think you know I'm I am a big fan. I've become much more comfortable with the idea that Google can do a lot of things if you jump into that ecosystem. Drive, Docs, you know, Sync, all of these things can work together to to give you a lot of things without having to pay a lot, um, as long as you're willing to do you know deal with Google. So, yeah. All right. Well, some great options. And again, I hope, I hope people aren't coming off of this to kind of feel like there's like so many different options to go with. I mean, the fact of the matter is there are, there's a lot of options. It's really a matter of what, when we talk about online cloud storage, you know, what you feel comfortable with, what suits the type of content you have to sync up or want to have online. 
Uh, are you comfortable with subscriptions or is there a service you're already using that has some capability for letting you store files or syncing files up there? So it's a lot of question marks, a lot of decisions. And Brian, as always, if somebody's kind of wrestling with some of those questions and looking for some guidance on their specific uh, situation, how do they go about contacting us to, to dialogue with us? Yeah, we'd love you to email us at info at themesh.tv. So I-N-F-O at T-H-E-M-E-T-M-E-S-H dot TV. So I, spelling, spelling is hard. T-H-E-M-E-S-H dot TV. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just getting so excited about this idea of backup that I think my mind's just going, you know, a million You're miles an hour here, Alan. get off this call and immediately start rolling out two or three new backup strategies for your stuff. I can't It's great. Yeah. It's fun. Hey, take pictures. Talk, talk me through it. Send me (laughs) photos. Let me know how it's going. I'd really love to follow. Uh, Yep. No, this has been good, Alan. It's been good. So so we've got one more deep dive, right? One more deep dive. And we're going to be talking about network storage, NAS, RAID. If those words excite you or get you thinking, creatively, then join us for that conversation. We're going to tell you, ultimately, it's kind of it's kind of the ultimate situations for backup is what we're going to talk about. And yep. it's probably for a lot more of the deeper power end users. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about network accessible storage at the next Deep Dive episode. Cool. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Brothers in Tech. Again, our uh, how-to tech show and discussion show geared for those of you that are either the de facto go-to family IT person, or maybe you've just found yourself uh, relying on a certain family member to be your IT person and you'd like to kind of learn some of these things on your own. We are here to help Brothers in Tech. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.